Welcome in to an Inside Carolina Live postgame. North Carolina falls to Clemson 80-76. to We're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. That is Taylor Vipolis. Taylor, I'll just get right into this. Not a not a good look for the Tar Heels against Clemson. Clemson doubles their win total in the history of the game in the Smith Center by winning by four points. Just overall thoughts before we dig into it. Yeah, I think this was uh, a really bad loss for North Carolina where they it's a combination where they, they come out flat and Clemson comes out with a, a great sense of urgency and Every time this North Carolina team made a run, it felt like Clemson had an answer. And when, when you talk about like what were the positives from the Duke game this past weekend, Carolina took the fight to Duke. Tonight in the Smith Center, especially that, that's probably the most disappointing thing that, that Carolina's in front of their home crowd. And it felt like Clemson was the one playing with their hair on fire and and, and trying to take the the fight to Carolina. Yeah, when I listened to Brad Brownell Monday, he said they had been playing in the ACC teleconference. He said they'd been playing pretty good basketball. They just couldn't find a way to get a win at the end, and that was what they'd been working on so much. And to your point, and this was the interesting deal between the two games, what, 72 hours apart, I guess, is that every time Carolina tried to make a run to get back in it, they tied it up. Clemson was able to do exactly what Carolina did to Duke, Saturday night by just keeping them at arm's length. Let, let's talk a little bit about who wasn't out there, and I think it was a, a very big deal for North Carolina. Seth Trimble's absence, especially with Elliot Cadeau struggling, a big moment for North Carolina throughout. Yeah, I think I think losing anybody in the in the consistent rotation, and you saw in the the Duke game what Seth can do with his defensive pressure, and this North Carolina team. It's not really like these North Carolina teams in the past where they're winning games by by scoring in, in the 90s consistently. I think for this North Carolina team to be at their best, this team has to win with their defense. So when you lose one of your best defenders in Seth Trimble before this game, that that's going to hurt because of his defensive intensity, turning that defense into offense. I thought Seth had his best game against Duke on – not only the defensive end, but finishing those ends in, in transition. I think that's been a part of his game where where it's been a little subpar, but I, I thought he did a great job finishing. So to not have him off of that performance and, and knowing that this Carolina team has to win on the defensive end and, and be this top 10 team with their defense, because I, I think we've seen that for as good as the pieces are for this North Carolina team offensively, they do go through sometimes where where they struggle scoring. You look at the end of the game where Carolina gets it to seventy to seventy, and they don't get a field goal until R.J. Davis's garbage time three to to end the game. So that's that's over a, a four minute stretch where you you don't have any field goals. So yeah, I, I think losing somebody who who is one of your staples on the defensive end is, is going to hurt. And I also think this Clemson team is a, a pretty tough matchup 
for North Carolina with with their front court. I think PJ Hall presents a lot of problems for somebody like Armando Baycott and just it, it, you're just never going to be too comfortable with Armando Baycott guarding somebody like PJ Hall on the perimeter and Hall's ability to stretch the floor where he goes for 25 and nine and and adds in four threes and a, a couple of huge threes that that kept pushing the lead from like six to nine, seven to ten. And then Ian Shefflin, I, I don't know what else to say about him. I mean, that he, he's a Carolina killer. He averages less than than 10 points per game. But if he could play Carolina every game, I, I think he would be an All-American. He has yeah, 16 he, and 11 the first game and 14 and 11 this game. And he, he gets the big rebounds. He's the guy, and I said it, and this is no slight to him because I love his game. I, I think Carolina would be – I would take him. He would be – on this Carolina team – They'd be close to being undefeated, depending on who you swapped him with, just because what he does. He gets big rebounds. He's constantly working. Several times down the stretch or in the second half, Carolina didn't box out, and he goes and gets the ball. P.J. Hall can jump over you. Shefflin's not jumping over a phone book, and he's able to get position in sort of that quote-unquote old-school way. And there was, you know, people were saying, where's Jalen Withers? Well, I don't want to call him out if I'm mistaken, but it looked like he missed a box out. And Shefflin tra- tracks it down, and it turns into a, a thing. And then Ingram just couldn't guard him either. Before yeah. we go any further, let me give a shout-out to Wojcik, Paxson Wojcik. I thought he played um, well enough for North Carolina to win this game. He had seven points. He, he had a few hustle plays. You, you get seven and six from him, and you, you're pleased with that. Washington and Withers, virtually non-existent. They only played 18 minutes between them. Taylor, this is where we are, right? This team is R.J. Davis's team. Baycott goes off. Baycott has a wonderful game, 24-13, and 13, 10, from 11, 10 for 11 from the free throw line, which is huge. But it all comes down to R.J. Davis making shots. And Cormac Ryan, I'm not sure what's going on there. Baycott can't shoulder the load by himself. I think R.J. can. What do you see from, from the veterans on this team? Yeah, you mentioned – Shefflin on the the offensive glass, and that was one of the the stats I had uh, before I answer that question. Where where Clemson was just killing them with timely offensive rebounds. Clemson outscores Carolina thirteen to twelve on second chance points, and then Clemson also outscores Carolina seven to five points off turnovers. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a tough night for RJ, but he he did start to get going in that second half, and I, I thought he was a lot better in the second half compared to the first half where he's two of 10 in the first half and then five of 12 in the second half with three of seven. And a lot of his threes were, were why Carolina got back into the game. I I think at, at this point in the season, like Carolina is going to need Cormac Ryan to, to make some shots. And I think, I think we've, we've been using the crutch of saying like Carolina is playing well, but, you know, Cormac Ryan hasn't really shot the ball well. Like, what's going to happen if – or wait till he turns it on and, and see where this team can go and, and their potential. But it, it's a 1-for-10 night from the field, 0-for-6 from three. There's there's not a lot of confidence when, when the ball's coming off his hand. It looks rushed at times. Um, for, for somebody who has a reputation as a shooter – there, there's just a lot of times thinking back to the Duke game too, specifically where his shots just, it's not even hitting any, any part of the rim. 
Um, so I, I don't think the media or the fan base has a lot of confidence in Cormac Ryan shot, but I think the coaching staff has kept running sets for him and, and wants to keep him in the game plan and keep him out there because for, for whatever he has, isn't doing on the offensive end, I, I do think he has been a plus defensively, but th- there really hasn't been any indication that this light switch is, is going to come on for Cormac Ryan to be this, this lights out shooter. I, I think at, at best, he's going to be a streaky shooter. And at worst, it's it's what you're getting now where where he's just an under 30% three-point shooter and, and there's not a lot of confidence when the ball leaves his hand. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. The, the inconsistency is what's concerning. It's not just North Carolina. I mean, you look around the nation um, and everybody keeps talking about Purdue. I probably bet Purdue goes home before the Final Four because if you don't hit shots consistently, you can't win consistently. And I think we've seen that across the country. And Carolina sort of has been immune to it until Georgia Tech, until Clemson game here. Um, you got to give Georgia Tech some – or excuse me, Clemson, Georgia Tech, but Clemson some credit. They came in, to your point, to start the show. They came in ready to play. They came in on fire. P.J. Hall is a dude. Everybody talks about Harrison Ingram's a dude. P.J. Hall is that guy. He's another one um, that is that at times has been troublesome from Carolina. But I guess Taylor, and we're not going to do this long. This is my flu game. This is my flu show. So credit uh, to you. Pa- pardon chat, me for uh, chat, wiping the hype nose. up Tommy. Hype <laughs> up Tommy right now in the chat, guys. Send some Vicks vapor. He's rub. getting through this. <laughs> Too much fun on Saturday night in Chapel Hill. I think that might be a theme here. It, it uh, carried over. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But w- when you look going forward, Taylor, the the interests or the issues that North Carolina has. Are they worrisome beyond Cormac Ryan? Is RJ's struggles? I don't think RJ's struggles a little bit or a problem to worry about. Baycott's been fantastic. Withers, Washington haven't done much lately. Uh, are you worried that this team is sort of trending in the wrong direction? Yes, they're ranked way up the food chain. Who cares about the net? Where are you there? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not worried because I do think this – this team has built enough um, credit with with the resume that they've built where where on a night in night out basis it's, it's it's hard to bring your a game every time at, at this level but I do think that this team has shown that that they are the class of the conference uh, even dropping the Georgia Tech game even losing to um, Clemson tonight it's gonna be tough to to hold off Virginia the, the way they play right now um, and, and I think it's going to be a good finish to the ACC regular season uh, but I, I I do have enough faith when when you when your go-to guy is RJ Davis and you have the pieces you have Armando Baycott you have uh, Harrison Ingram you have Ellie Cadeau when he's attacking I, I think that's there, there's there's weaknesses of this team, like Elliot Cadeau on the defensive end. There's not too much you could do about that. Teams are just going to keep attacking him. You have somebody like Cormac Ryan who hasn't been a great shooter. That's another weakness. But the strengths of this team to play with somebody like R.J. Davis and to play with somebody like Armando Baycott and the the winning plays Harrison Ingram makes and the experience that Carolina has in their lineups and in their closeouts – you look around the country and, and there's not too many teams that have 
that many pros. Every team in the country has weaknesses, and it's about can your coaching staff kind of exploit what the other teams can do and, and if you have good shooting nights. And I think I think R.J. Davis has kind of shown more often than not that that he is a guy that you want to count on. Indeed there. Carolina Falls to Clemson, 80-76. to 76. Uh, Miami coming up on Saturday. I've got a couple more questions for Taylor, but I want to talk about our sponsors right fast. Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com, of course, on East Franklin Street. Go visit them. Uh, they're constantly running sales uh, on the regular time. And then if you're an Inside Carolina Premium subscriber, you get 10% off as well. So check them out. They're great alumni-owned and operated. Also, congruityhr.com, front slash Tar Heels. Get your free assessment for your small to mid-sized business. Another great local business that's turned into a big national brand. Support congruity. Support Johnny T-shirt. Taylor, going to Miami. Down there where you might be. I have a yep, feeling I'll you be might here. be. I have a feeling you might I'm be. I'm holding it down in the 305, waiting for everybody to get down here. So, uh, okay, party at Taylor's house. Uh, no, so what didn't we, say that. <laughs> we're going to find you, man. I'm going <laughs> to ping your phone, and we're all going to show up. Uh you know, what does North Carolina do, need to do to get back on the, the winning track here? Um, aside from the Duke game, there have been some hiccups, like I pointed out. Um, but to your, your point, they've got plenty of capital built up still, and they've got plenty of ability. Miami, a struggling team as well. What do you think? I think Miami scored 38 against Virginia. Yep, yep. their lowest since being reinstated back as a, a basketball program. I think the the game against Miami – this weekend is going to be very similar to the game against Clemson where North Carolina comes in with a target on their back as a, a top five team. Their resume for the tournament is, is basically already set in stone where yes, they could, they could play for a one seed or, you know, one of the highest two seeds. But for the most part, if, if this Carolina team goes into the tournament as expected, they're going to be a one two, maybe at worst case scenario, a three seed when you're playing the the Clemsons and the Miamis, the, the teams who are 500 in the conference, when all the metrics are saying that the ACC is not as good as the Big 12 or it's not as good as the Big 10, but whatever teams you put in the tournament, those are the teams that are, are the last team standing um, from the ACC, whatever teams do make it into the tournament. So it's like the ACC is a lot better than – people give it credit for in the national media and you're playing these teams who are essentially just sitting on the bubble at, at six and six or five and six. So I think against Miami at home, you're going to get a, a, a very desperate team and it's, can you match their, their intensity and their effort? Now, I think, I think Miami's team has a lot more flaws than the, the Clemson team that North Carolina played and they, they don't really have the, the, the two bigs to contend like Shefflin and, and PJ Hall, uh, Norchad Ormir is, is a pretty good big, but they don't really have any respectable bigs behind him. They're, they've really struggled with, without Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong. Um, it, it's a team that, that turns the ball over at a, a pretty high rate and similar to Carolina, where we talk about Carolina goes through stretches where they can't really find any offense. It's the same thing for Miami, but but it's amplified even more when you go to Charlottesville and you can only score 38 points. It's a team that really relies heavily on um, Nigel Pack to do a lot of a lot of the hero ball, uh, step back type threes, and and, and Wuga Poplar has kind of been a 
a pretty big disappointment this year for Miami. But I, I, I love Jim Laranega. I think he's he's one of the best coaches in the conference. And if 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 I had a bet, Miami Miami is going to come at least ready to play this North Carolina team with everything that that they kind of have at stake. I agree with that. And, and shout out to the almost 500 people here in the chat. Um, even the even the uh, ones that are not clearly Carolina fans, you know you've made it when people are spending their time, Taylor, watching us on YouTube just to come and uh, smack talk the Tar Heels. But, hey, Carolina did, in fact, lose to Clemson 80-76, second loss in the conference. That's, that is uh, – you got eight games left. I think four of them are at home, four on the road. They've got Miami on Saturday. Taylor Viplis will be there. He gets to just walk to the game. I mean, you can't beat that, Taylor. Yeah. Um, but like I said, DM me your address. We'll set up the party. You've been listening to the Inside Carolina Post Game Live. Johnny T-Shirt and Congruity are sponsors. I'm Tommy Ashley. Of course, that's the man, Taylor Viplis. Stay tuned to plenty more at Inside Carolina for all the content, all the quotes, all the post game stuff, and then all the rest of what we do on a daily basis. Carolina back in action on Saturday. We'll be there doing this then. We'll talk soon.